0: And I just thought, like, when I die, I'm dead forever. And then, ever. Yeah. And then, ever. And I just kept doing that in my head. And I'm like, and then it scared the ever loving shit out of me. Cause, like, the concept forever started to sink in.
1: Yeah. We used to be kids. Kids. Now we're not. We're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club.
0: Tell me about your new blanket.
1: Uh, we went to the mall today to get some pop figs for Oliver. Oliver is on the hunt for My Hero Academia pop figs. Came up short, though. Came up short. No luck today. But we did get this sweet little Goofy Movie blanket Love from it. Box Lunch.
0: That's like the actual cover, right?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. And Goofy Movie is probably... look. Ollie asked me this a lot. <laughs> like, what's my favorite kids' movie? Favorite Disney movie, whatever. Goofy movies probably my number one. It's a good one. I watched this movie so many times. The soundtrack's a banger. Stand out. The fucking story is so cute. And like, ugh. okay, it doesn't have it on this. They had a Christmas sweater that I also almost got from Box Lunch. Mm. And I thought it was mm. so cute because at the bottom mm-hmm. of the Christmas sweater, it said, Hi, Dad, over and over again. And yeah. like the soup letters. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, that movie's so good.
0: Always loved uh Polly Shore's character. Yeah. The glasses. It's
1: the Leaning Tower of cheese <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was a great film. Yeah. It's very good. I love it. Do so, you have a
0: do you have a runner-up film?
1: Oh, for favorite? Mm-hmm. Like Disney movie? Yeah. Man, Tarzan's really up there again, because that soundtrack, like Phil Collins had no reason to go that fucking hard, but my <laughs> God. Um, so I really like Tarzan, and then I really like Hercules. Like Mm. I, I watched that movie so many times. That song that Meg does was like my sister and I's number one karaoke song in the car. We love that. Yeah, I
0: would definitely consider you in high school. Like at least on the music level, you were a Disney girl. (laughs) Yeah, all the soundtracks.
1: We got to put together um like a volleyball playlist for them to play like while we were warming up before games and stuff. And all of the girls got to like contribute a couple songs to the playlist. And mm-hmm. the two songs I picked were from the Goofy movie. I love it. But listen, when those songs came on, everybody was into it. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> They're bangers. Yeah, it is. I get so excited about them.
0: I uh I was more in like the Disney channel uh than I was like the Disney. Like,
1: okay, Rich. Film. Okay.
0: Hey, no. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um yeah so I, I was into like the disney channel original movies uh um, yeah more than i was the animated stuff i don't know why i guess
1: is there a kids movie that you remember really loving and then you watched it again as an adult and you got really sad because it wasn't nearly as good as you thought Oh, it was because it be? wasn't as
0: good yeah um no i think that mo- with most you know, kids movies I go back and watch because you see it through just a different lens so there's always this aspect of like hmm that was weird or i surprised I didn't catch to that earlier you know little innuendos or <clears throat> whatever but uh, I'll have to think on that actually to have a, a better answer but I'm excited actually I just thought um, I want to watch Under Wraps that's like a mm, good mm-hmm, classic mm-hmm. Halloween movie
1: do you know what movie I'm going to talk about? No, but I'm gonna say I really loved as a little kid, and then we watched it together, and we were like, "Oh, no.
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah!" <laughs> the buttercream gang, the
1: buttercream gang. <laughs> I used to think that movie was so good because it was like these, just like I thought that the I thought that the boys were cute. Like at the time, I was a child, and I thought that those children were cute, and uh, and then it was like one of them was like a nice boy, and he like helped the neighbors and was, like, a very good boy. And then the other boy was, like, a, a bad boy because he got, like, sent away for the summer or something. He was, like, not... Right. And then we watched it, and I'm, like, oh, um, <laughs> this feels, like, a little racist. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's giving a little, like, not good. Not good in that way.
0: And the writing was just terrible.
1: The writing was super bad. <laughs> it was very much, like... It wasn't that he was a good boy. He was a good Christian boy, and it was a very, like... Um do it was just it hit in a different way. Yeah. Okay? Um yes. and we never watched it again, but I couldn't even like rent it. We had to buy it, and I was yeah. so excited for when it got to me. And then I was like, "Oh no."
0: I will say not on the level of like not being good or not because I think anything nostalgic for me still just hits in a certain way. But I don't think you we've talked about this before, but I don't think you've ever really seen it, but this show called McGee and Me. That it was like now. Oh my gosh! It is like just tucked so far back in in the recesses of my childhood, mm-hmm. and I it's like I it didn't hit me until I was an adult, and I looked back on it later. I had no recollection that it was like a Christian publishing, like an independent thing. I thought it was just a show, <laughs> like. Yeah. But my stepmom would put it on, and it was this little like white or um. Uh, blonde pompadour uh, character that this kid drew in his notebook that would come alive, and he would like teach him lessons, but they were like biblical lessons, and I just t- that I just didn't remember them being that way. Yeah, and so it was totally a shock. Like, I, I I thought it was a completely different show. Yeah, like I remember I remember like the episodes, but then the through lesson and the through lines and like the even the dialogue of shit they were saying is like, oh, this is like clearly heavily like written. As a as a publishing thing to then distribute to churches and you
1: know. yeah, you know it's <laughs> funny while you were talking about that I was thinking about like I um I very very much watched Seventh Heaven and did like that show mm-hmm. I liked that it was a family that had a lot of kids and like I grew up in a house that um like we didn't go to church but I think my parents well I know my parents would call themselves Christians uh, but we didn't talk about it a lot. And so I thought this was a show I was like supposed to be watching too. So I watched it a lot. Uh, And now like I've seen things where people are like some of these old episodes are a little little wild, a little like they wouldn't pass the vibe check now um, on just being like a little more um, like judgmental than they should have been, things like that. But then also the dad, naughty, the dad actor.
0: I don't. Are you Fill kidding me, me? Are you kidding maybe, me? Maybe maybe I do, but I don't. I. It's not. He's in
1: some not. Yeah, he's like, like recent trouble. Uh I think within the last like five years. Oh. Like I think like not good stuff with like underage oh, people. No, no. I think
0: interesting. Um. We'll look that up before we put that out. Yeah, there. <laughs> we might just
1: like cut that part out. But, um. But yeah. But no, I really liked that show. I, can, I could literally still sing the theme song of that show. Like, I watched it a lot. Yeah. And it was one of those times where, like, every once in a while, they would have, like, back-to-back episodes. But the second one was, like, past my bedtime. Yeah. And I would have to, like, ask my mom to let me stay up for it. Mm. But then I would go to bed, and my parents would immediately watch X-Files. That was, like, whatever show was on next yeah. or whatever. And I remember there being, like, a solid year span where I would be laying in bed and that would show would start and be like da 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 <laughs> da, and I would literally be so freaked out by yeah. that, yeah. I would just say like I would just lay in bed and cry. <laughs> oh, I was so upset. And it finally got to a place where my parents would mute it until the theme song was over because mm. it just would, like set me up for nightmares. I hated it.
0: I do you remember your first like? Was that your first uh, real experience with like a show giving you nightmares? or a movie or anything?
1: Uh no. Uh no. I had well, I have um a cousin that is like I mean probably 10 or 12 years older than me. Um and I remember being at my grandparents' house um in Indianapolis and I I had to have been 6 maybe. Uh but this cousin of mine <laughs> has always been like very 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 into horror movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he put on, um, I think it was one of the Chucky movies, oh. and I was too little, too little. Okay, yeah. but like we watched that, and then my my grandparents lived in kind of a creepy house at the time, Yeah. and I, oh, I was like miserable <laughs> from that point on. I was like afraid of everything. It felt like. Yeah. So, I, my good. first
0: one was I can't remember exactly how old I was, but if I had to guess, it's probably like seven, maybe seven or eight. Um. And there were these two boys up the road, like, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half. And my brother and I, uh, for the, like, the first time we ever stayed at their place, and it was like um, back off this gravel road. It was a, a single wide trailer mm-hmm. uh, kind of tucked back in the woods. It was kind of remote. There was no one really nearby. And their mom was like working or something. It was just us. Yeah. Which is looking back, like I don't. That's kind of weird, because yeah, I guess Jeff would have been like what twelve, maybe thirteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we played like cards and stuff, but then like late after it got dark, they had put on Halloween H two O. Oh yeah, and I remember like trying because I was the little kid in the in the room. It was because the uh, the two brothers, one was my brother's age and the other one was like a year younger or something like that. So I was clearly like the baby hanging out with the big kids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was like I was really trying to muster the courage to like, nah, I got this. Yeah. And there was the scene, I think pretty early on in the movie where with the ice skate with the ice skate in the face where they turn the turn him around in the chair.
1: Wasn't that like uh Joseph Gordon Levitt?
0: I think so. Yeah. Man, that That was an early one. It I the term haunting, like <laughs> I can't tell you, it, it stuck with me for years. Yeah. just that like, I had never seen explicit horror like that. I yeah. don't think until that point. Like that was my first like, whoa! Like yeah. I could, like my brain had to process that's not real. But like no one was there to tell me that's not yeah. real because my brother wouldn't do that. Like yeah, he
1: would be <laughs> like, no, it's legit.
0: Yeah. So that was uh, that was jarring for sure, and that one absolutely stuck with me.
1: Um, do you think that that's probably the most watched uh, movie in that franchise? Because I feel like H two O. I have always heard everyone talk about H two O. Mm. That's the one with Josh Hartnett in it, right? Dude, I yeah. think that's I think that's the best one.
0: I'll mm. go out
1: on the. I think that that is the best one they know. Have put I, I out. I mean,
0: most. Well, I mean, Halloween one obviously is like it's one of the most iconic films ever. So I don't know as far as most most watched.
1: I but. have watched H two O more than any of the others by far
0: i don't know that's a I good question any other horror fans let us know which one's better h2o or the well i guess we're not asking what's better we we could google most watched
1: i very much had a thing for josh hartnett there for a while so that could have played into it for me probably but Tell you
0: what jamie lee curtis though in that one in all of them i wow. mean she she's aging so gracefully
1: yeah she's great yeah well i don't know if she's great
0: she seems great
1: I think maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From, I don't know from what I uh, read. Yeah. I'm
1: afraid to say that I like anybody because it feels like as soon as I do, they do something terrible and I'm like,
0: Fuck. no, I I mean, <laughs> if I'm if I'm up on everything, I'm pretty sure feels she's, like she's very a pretty solid, like advocate
1: for women and like advocate for like people that need advocating for. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, That's,
1: yeah. Fingers crossed, Jamie. Come on.
0: And she's a, like gal. one of the original scream queens. You look at her. Hard to beat.
1: Hard to beat. <laughs>
0: All right, well, uh, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, a few heavy things, I guess, and something you've been, I've been wanting to talk about your feelings, and I, I'm trying to <laughs> wrap it into this
1: show a little bit,
0: because that's the point of the show. Yeah, and, yeah, and it uh, feels like
1: all my traumatizing shit is happening to yeah. me as an adult, which is fucking <laughs> so rude.
0: yeah. And and you just kind of been going through it lately. And I think you wanted to maybe just speak on that a little bit. So,
1: yeah. So I touched on it a a little bit um, in the little like bonus mini sewed thing that you did last week Mm -hmm. for the Patreon. But um, so I have been on Wellbutrin for um, a little over two months now, I think. Um, Or right around that. And it felt like everything was going really well, which was great. And then um, there has been, like, typically, like, a day the week before I start my period where um, that's, like, the worst day ever. Every month, the worst day ever. And when I started the medicine, that, like, I noticed it was a little better that first month, but still, like, pretty terrible. Where you just wake up and you just feel like everything's terrible you're terrible your life is terrible yeah and it's like i cannot talk myself out of it instead i just like obsess over some terrible thing over and over and over again in my brain um
0: do you do you find that you like spiral into other things or you obsess like over this like like you said the same thing and you cycle through the process of like it's a problem and then you're like no it'll be all right and then you get back to it being a problem oh i never
1: get to the point of no it'll be all right no all day it's like Nope, this is gonna be awful. Like, I don't understand how people. Like holding your
0: finger on a button. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's like, and it's like, it's it's awful for us. It feels like it's terrible for everybody. It's never gonna get better. Like shit's just gonna be hard for the rest of my fucking miserable life, and I'm gonna be miserable, and it's gonna be terrible, and I should have never brought kids into this terrible, terrible (laughs) existence. I mean, it's just bad. You know, one day a month, it's awful, and this last time around, uh. Which was basically all last week. Uh, it I had the day, you know, the week before where I was like, mm, this today sucks. And then I woke up the next day and it still sucked. And then I woke up the next day, started my period, and then it continued to suck for six days after that. So I had like nine or ten days of just feeling really, really bad. Mm-hmm where it was like, I literally said to you at one point, I feel like I'm not on medicine at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And not only am I yeah. not on medicine at all, it's like I've never been on it. And I'm like, just back to really fucking sad. yeah. And I cannot pull myself out of this place of like, really sad and really anxious and feeling like nothing is working. And it's just going to be really hard and awful for a long time. Um, And then like it brought me back to this place of uh, after I had Arlo, our second, uh, who is four now, um, after I had Arlo, I went through a pretty rough patch of postpartum anxiety and I did not have any of that with Ollie. I think I had like the smallest touch of postpartum depression with Oliver for a very small period right after I had him where it was like uh i remember having my friend come over at one point and ollie was a little little baby i mean like less than a month old Mm -hmm. and it was the first moment of her like coming over and meeting them and it was like um i think i had ollie in the bath or something and i was talking to her and i was like i love this little baby so much but like i think if something would happen i would like be okay But I remember saying that and then immediately crying because I'm like, but I shouldn't feel that. Like, I shouldn't feel like my life would be okay to not have like this baby too. Like, that's a strange thing to feel right after you have them because you also have these like very, very pure like "This, this thing came out of me. I can't believe that. Like, so that was hard, but that was like a very small fleeting, you know, within six weeks it was gone Mm -hmm. um and i was just like obsessed with ollie and with being a mom and all of that but with arlo um i got postpartum anxiety really bad and i had never felt anxious in my life so that was really hard to even understand like what i was feeling but it got to this place of like um i didn't want to drive like i didn't want to ride in a car like I needed to drive. I didn't I typically didn't want Arlo to be with us if we were in the car because I was afraid something was gonna happen. Um, I stopped enjoying flying and I used to like love to travel. Um
0: Yeah, dog. And, you- and
1: I I stopped feeling that. Um and just started and like, and then like the intrusive th- thoughts started happening, which I had never had, literally ever. Um, but I would have these really, really vivid intrusive thoughts where it was like um like uh I remember for a while um I was literally like afraid to go on walks with um Arlo and and uh ultimately with Simon too for a while when they were riddle- really little because I had this thought that like some strange dude was going to walk by us and grab the baby out of my hands and slam them into the the ground like into the concrete yeah but it would play in my brain like it was happening right in right. front of me so i yeah. was like seeing that and that felt really traumatizing like what the fuck like like why do i why can i imagine what that looks like and what i would feel and what you would feel and what we would do like it's like it would just literally play out in this, like, very vivid, scary way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't grab Kleenexes. What a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so then it got to this place where I just, like, didn't want to leave the house ever um, because I was so afraid of that. But then I, like, I also am typically a very social person and i like being around people and so then i just started to feel really lonely and really isolated and like sad in that way um and so it felt like this kind of like you're just kind of trapped right because you want to keep your baby safe and you want to do what you need to do to like make sure that they can get out of that really scary newborn phase where it's like
0: Uh, sorry, we had to take a quick little break. We thought we heard something unsettling. Turns out it was just fireworks.
1: Yeah, but also like it's literally raining right now and it's October 14th. Why are we setting fireworks off right now? Yeah,
0: it's pretty late.
1: It's weird. It's we- and
0: We're in a residential area so. Yeah,
1: a little unsettling, okay. And there's another one. I'll, so kill I'll try that. to get them out of the mix. But yeah. they're
0: pretty loud.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, so When they're like, when babies are really, really little and fragile, it's like, you worry about all the things, whether it's like people accidentally hurting them. If you have other kids in the house, them getting hurt from that. Um, I worried about SIDS for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just felt like that anxiety I experienced with Arlo, I kept waiting for it to go away in the same way that the depression went away with Oliver and it just like never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got pregnant with Simon pretty quickly. I think Arlo was like, um, we had Simon a month before Arlo's second birthday. So, um, so then I also had all of these feelings of like, Oh, I fucked up having another baby. So close. I'm like stealing time from Arlo that he should have, like had, he still needed me. We were still nursing. Like, um, it just felt like it really ramped up these feelings for me of like, I'm fucking everything up. Like, and I felt like, uh, before I could like talk myself out of that, you know, I could be like, no, like plenty of people have kids close to each other. That's not a big deal. Uh, when have you ever heard a story of somebody picking someone up out of a stroller and slamming them Like that's like these things that I was so worried about. I used to be able to like have a weird thought or whatever, and then get myself out of it. And with the anxiety like that I would have with Arlo, um, I couldn't, it was like, I was trying so hard to get, my head into a different place and it was like no matter what there was just this underlying like something's gonna happen or i'm Mm. like afraid something's gonna happen um
0: paranoia of some kind
1: yeah it was awful um and I i was super nervous to have simon because i thought like i don't know how this could get worse like the way i'm feeling already i don't know how it could get worse and i was really afraid that like going into a pregnancy still dealing with this shit like it was just gonna get worse um and thankfully it didn't but it also just like didn't go away and then we were like living in a new place and I didn't have any family close by or like my sister used to be like really involved with the kids like she lived Mm -hmm. four hours away but it was like Whenever Ollie was little, I mean, they were like buddies. Like, she would come up and see see Ollie all the time. Or, like, I would take Ollie down to Nashville for the weekend or whatever. And, I mean, we rarely went more than six weeks without seeing her. Like, she was really around. And so when we moved out here and we put 2,000 miles between us and everyone that we knew, it was like... Well, I know that's not realistic for everybody to be able to come out here that often and we couldn't like, we have to buy all these plane tickets now, (laughs) like we can't afford it um, all the time. And so I think it was just this, uh, like I was feeling really like anxious. So I wasn't going anywhere, but then I was isolated, but then I was even more isolated because we didn't have family that could come over. I didn't have friends that could come over. Um, And I think that that's why, uh, this, this friendship that I had with our nanny, I think that that's why that hurt me so bad too, because she was like all I had out here. You know, somebody that I felt like really loved me, really loved the kids, was really involved. Um, and she was somebody that like saved me from that, like really isolated feeling. Um, and, uh. And yeah, so all of that rolled into this last nine to 10 days of being on my period. It was like all of that came just like rushing back at me. Um, Whereas before that, I felt like, man, like these meds are really working. Like this is great, you know? Um, So I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's like... uh. I don't understand why sometimes it feels like my hormones are like hitting me so different. Uh, I know that it's like when you're on your period, of course they're going to hit you differently or they're all fucking jumbled up or whatever. I don't know. I don't actually know what's going on in my Mm. body all the time, but, um, it just feels like this last one was really, really hard. So, um, reached out to my doctor about it. um, And she like upped the meds uh, and we'll see if that helps. But I'm also like taking a lot of those now and I feel like there's this part of me and I don't know if it's my anxious brain or if it's my person that is nervous about putting a lot of meds in my body anyway. Um, But I just am like, is that even okay? But I like went from not taking anything at all to literally taking like the max amount that they will give a person <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mm. within a matter of 10 weeks. Like, is that okay? Am I yeah. like going to get totally fucked up? And like, I think I'm like three or four days of of that, of like that higher dose. And like, I felt, I felt pretty good this morning. Um,
0: I would just say not to.
1: But like, I just feel like I've just got. Yeah, it's, it's still one of those things where it's like I cannot shake when I get in this mm-hmm. place of feeling like really upset or really hurt or whatever. It's like I can't shake it. Even when we try to go do things, we took the kids to the mall tried to like get out because I was just like sad over finding out another friend had like fucked me over. And I'm just like, dude, like <laughs> like when is this shit gonna end Mm -hmm. like when when am i gonna stop feeling so sad all the time or like feeling like it's just never gonna get easier for anyone it's so hard for everyone right now and then like all the shit that's happening overseas i'm like bro like what the fuck are we doing like it feels like people are just so awful to other people. And I don't know how to like wrap my head around that. And I'm just, I don't want to feel like this all the time. But yeah. it feels like every time that things start to feel a little better, I start to whatever it's like another person that I've put my trust in totally like backstabs me or like throws, throws me away so that they can like gain something Mm -hmm. you know i don't know yeah so yeah i'm just like feeling it (laughs) (laughs) and it just makes me so skeptical of like everyone and that has never been a person that i've always been somebody that's like no i'm sure there's something about some i'm sure there's something about everyone that i could like and now it's like i don't when i consistently have people That are doing this shit to me. Like, I am the common denominator with all of it. So, like, is it me? Is it something I'm doing? Like, because I just, I feel like, like, I'm a human and I, like, I'm sure that I fuck up or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, I think that more than anything, it's always super clear that I, like, fucking care about people. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. And I want to be helpful and I want to, like, I want people to, like, feel good when they're around me. And I feel like I can't even give that to people right now because I'm just fucking sad all the time. And who wants to talk to somebody that's fucking sad all the time? Like, I feel so bad when I, like, like, I tried to call um my friend today, uh, the only one I have left. <laughs> and have got
0: some friends. Uh,
1: um and she answered the phone and she was like a cheery you know hey and i'm like fuck like i don't even want to talk to her about how i'm feeling because i feel like i'm just gonna like bummer out like i'm yeah. just like a bummer person and i don't want to feel like that and i feel like a lot of the times you get just like this fucking bummer version of me like i used to be fucking fun i used to be a really. Fun person, I feel like I feel like I've just been really fucking sad all the time, and I don't know how to shake it. Yeah, I don't know. I should have brought tissues. This is fucking (laughs) gross.
0: Use your new blanket.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Well, we obviously have these talks somewhat regularly, and. You know, I just, I hope you know that I'm just, I'm here to listen and like, just help you through it. But I I, often, I feel lost because A, I'm not a professional in this shit, but B, it's like I, and when I don't know what to say, you know, and I know you feel like the same when I have things that I'm bringing to you is, uh, I want to comfort you in these times and be helpful. And I think that's still one area that I struggle with a lot is like. Well, I said it earlier today when I was upstairs, and you were clearly upset, um, still about something, uh, not towards me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that uh, I am not in the doghouse, um, but I literally, like, I just physically didn't know what to do. Like, I, 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 like, I kept, I saw myself pacing, and I was like, I didn't even know what to do with my hands. Like I wanted to hug you, but then I was like, "Well, I just did, so do I hug you again?" And it's like, um, <laughs> "Yeah." So true. no, that it's not. I, I don't the versions of you that I get. I like I you know me. I like collecting. I'll collect all the versions. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll I'll love every version, and it's not that I'm like. It's more. It's always coming from a place of like I wish I could help more or be useful in this situation, but sometimes I know being useful means getting the fuck out of the room and just letting you yeah be to yourself and but i think just yeah communication and just allowing the you know these talks to happen
1: yeah i just feel like uh i don't know um one of the things that i was like super unwell with uh last week was I kept having these feelings uh like some like something's gonna happen to me and like well I know exactly I had like this uh this blood blister or some I had something like feel like that pop up in my mouth and I'm sure I just like fucking ate too many salty things or something I don't know <laughs> but I felt it and I'm like oh it's probably mouth cancer yeah. and like I don't do anything that would give me mouth cancer. So, um, I probably have cancer somewhere else and it just like has traveled to my mouth, which means it's probably pretty bad, which means probably I'm going to die, which means my kids aren't going to have their mom and Logan's not going to have me and they you live smile. all the way over here. And, but at least they'd have a, like, at least they'd get my life insurance policy. Like that would pay off the house. Like I'm like in this place of just, uh,
0: catastrophizing.
1: Yeah. And then today, uh, We had some shit go on and it just felt like uh, it felt like a lot of the things that I look at that have uh, happened to us along the way. It's like a lot of that stuff I can like tie back to shit that I've done. Like, Like actions that I've done or reactions that I've had or whatever. And it just feels like you are this person that has, like, achieved so many things, and you're so good at so many things, and you are just, like, such an impressive person. And I feel like I (laughs) am just, like, constantly disappointing. Like, I'm not good at, like, getting things done in a timely manner. Like, I will get to them when I get to them, but, like, a lot of times I don't get to them as quickly as I probably should or like our kids don't have great routines and that's because sometimes I just like I feel like especially the last year I've just been like sad so I'm like just we're just surviving but now that they don't have routines like they kind of rule the roost on what we're doing every day and like that's disappointing because that's not your fault that's me that's my I'm the one that's like parenting during the day or like It just feels like there's all these things that we can immediately put, like, Logan Keith has achieved all these things. So many things. And there's so many things about Logan to be, like, really proud of and really impressed by. And then there's me, and I feel like I am, like, aggressively mediocre at everything. And if I'm not mediocre at it, I'm just flat not good at it, like... There is nothing about me that is like
0: I don't think that's true at all. (laughs)
1: Impressive at all. Or like
0: I don't think that's true at all. (laughs) One of the things that attracted me to you in the first place was that listen, I was told growing up I was smart. We've already discussed this. I have had it in my ear, so there was something in my head like, oh, you're the smart kid in class. But what attracted me to you is like she's smarter than I am. I've always thought that I, I think you have you correct me on so many things like when we do have deep talks you'll you'll write my ship more than I write yours and because I think your insights can be very uh, you know they come from a place of wisdom and uh, so I envy that about you a lot. well it's just,
1: I disagree that I'm smarter than you but even if I was like okay. I, I haven't done anything with that. You
0: have birthed three beautiful, healthy kids who are also fucking super smart. All three of them, already. You and I said, I said earlier today that if it weren't for you and how you handled everything that you know uh, happened uh, to basically when i came out to you to tell you about you know my past trauma all that stuff and then you helped me through my mental health crisis i would say a few years ago handful years ago if it weren't for you and your ability to be um so caring and come and nurturing through that i don't know if i if if i would be here still it would be a totally Different, less version of me. So you... To me, that's a huge accomplishment. And if I were to have done that for someone else, I would feel very proud of myself that I was able to be... That, to me, is the ultimate human thing I think you can do, is to nurture someone through a dark time. And you did that. You still do do that. Now now I'm, you know learning to do help do that for you. Uh, And I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that thought, but uh, I, I hate that. I hate that for you because yeah, everybody wants to have a, you know, a purpose or an accomplishment list or, or whatever, but (laughs) you say I have all these accomplishments but in reality, the way I look at them is like, no, they're ours because it is a team effort. You know, if if we switched and you went off to be a you know, a big fancy lawyer or something, whatever or a criminologist, one of the jobs that you were hoping to land. You did that and I, I played Mr. Mom. Um I don't know why I said that weird because of the song and I, mm-hmm. I tried to think about singing it, but then I decided not to. And then it just came out weird. And now I have to address why it came out. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Only Monday, Mr. Mom. There
1: it is. There it is.
0: I had to get it out. <clears throat> it's like a sneeze. Um. <laughs> so if I played, if I played Mr. Mom and you were, you know, I, I wouldn't look at that as like, Oh, you know, big fancy Lord of Kate and all her fucking accomplishments. And here I am just like fucking dad. I I, obviously I can't say that because I'm not in that position, and you know. But I would hope that I would look at like, no, this is the collective effort, you know, like the everybody on everybody on the baseball team hits in a different position because they all have their skill. Some dude has his skill batting cleanup, just as uh, another dude has a, a better skill getting on base, so he'll bat leadoff. Everybody bring something to the table for the championship we're a two person team in that way and so my that whole saying like you know behind every great man is an even greater woman like I feel that because I do believe that like the thing, the things that I'm able to do or the, the person that people see it's, it's largely because I have you to help me build that in private and do that and so as far as like having your own things I I do understand how that would be frustrating of like no but I want something that I can put a Kate stamp on it and say like nobody else has touched this I get that because I need that with certain things and so I want to try to along the way figure out what those are and that's why I'm trying to push you know you know, hobbies and things just so you can find find something that that does bring you the joy that you can lose time to that was a trick that I can't remember where I heard that but it was always like do something that you will lose time to and I'm trying to f- help you find that so that like but also like our kids are we just talked about this you know the kids very soon will be all at the age where they're a little bit more independent and or in school <laughs> you know giving you the freedom to have like kind of a, a new chapter you know and I know you really liked the um your time with the uh the I don't say it's not weightlifting god With <laughs> The working out at the gym and the, the fitness training. yeah the training mm-hmm. um I saw that that really lit a spark in you on some level. So I do hope that, you know, I know our situation has changed since you've been able to do that. But I do hope that, you know, you can pick that back up on some level. Because we got some stuff for you to do it.
1: Yeah, I know. We got, Mm -hmm. we like finally got the stuff that I like really, really wanted. And then I got into a big depression hole and I couldn't even drag myself out there to use it That's so. all right.
0: you know what though man it's like it's <sighs> chapters and I don't know I don't want to give advice like I'm some sage like wizard or something but <laughs> 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 I I don't know I do feel like yeah it's like a, it's a chapters thing and you have to give yourself the grace of like you know it's not going to last forever at least I you'll, ha- you'll have good God. days <sighs> You'll have good days because you've had good days. And I think it's about looking forward to those and trying to maximize those as you go. And you know, you are taking the steps, you're getting on medicine. And I mean, I'm going to be here to support. <laughs> <laughs> you feel, you feel, oh,
1: it? I'm just, <clears throat> no, you were talking about like, uh, me with like hobbies or finding things to do and it's like my immediate thought was yeah but i don't want to do stuff by myself because that's lonely but i can't even find a good fucking person to be my stupid friend <laughs> so i don't want to do anything i like, don't even want to find a hobby because i don't want to make a friend for them to just like fucking disappoint me again like i just don't even want do to you, it's do like you I think wanna...
0: it's completely necessary and this may be a yes do you think it's completely necessary to find stuff to do that you have to have another friend to do with?
1: A lot of the things I like to do uh, make me really anxious to do them alone. Like, I really like hiking very specifically. I like difficult hikes that have, like, nice visual payoffs. But I don't want to take an a, a couple hours long Hike by myself because I've watched too many stupid scary movies or too much t- true crime and I don't want somebody to hurt me and I don't want like or I don't want like a fucking we live in a place where there are bears like I don't want a bear to attack me okay, but I also right. don't want to carry what a about, gun because I don't want to kill like, somebody
0: I mean you you again we can what about the gym you have that that is secluded away from bears <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, you were starting on this art piece back in here, which is coming along nicely. I like it. And that is also secluded from bears.
1: No, but those things I'm doing by myself.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want that.
1: That's the thing. Like, I don't like you need
0: the company. I
1: would like the fucking company because I feel like I've spent so much time alone. Like i know i have the kids but any other yeah, yeah moms out there that are with their kids all the time you know it's so fucking it's still lonely mm-hmm. like just because there's fucking noise here doesn't mean like, <laughs> well you
0: got the dogs <laughs> too oh
1: yeah <laughs> Oh i yeah, mean i just ooh, yeah. yeah but you were talking the other day about Death, specifically, whenever um, I was talking about being obsessed with the uh, idea that I was going to die and that the kids were not going to have a mother or that you were going to find somebody else and then they would have a mother and that would make me happy but also sad. And I just like, listen, (laughs) (laughs) the the intrusive thoughts that came with the idea of me being dead and you dating somebody and marrying somebody was really (laughs) unkind. And I don't understand why my brain that lives in my body would be so fucking unkind to me. To put those pictures in my head. Yeah. Because obviously, if I die, I need everybody to know, I would love for Logan to have somebody else. I don't want Logan to live alone. I don't want you to not have a person. But also, I don't want to fucking think about you with another person. Yeah. So, I don't either, so. Anyway, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you were talking about death also, um, but I don't remember what you were saying about it. But I remember that being a, a discussion. We were oh,
0: having. yeah. Well, I mean, it was just the general concept. Because you were bringing up, you know, that you were it was on your brain yeah you know Mm -hmm. and you know it's on my brain a lot too so I mean I guess do you have a like what was your first experience let's just back up what was your first experience with death just like in general that you remember like hitting home with you
1: yeah um my grandma my dad's mom uh was actually her house that I was talking about earlier watching the scary movie at Um, her house was really scary and old. Um, but, uh, her and my grandpa moved to my hometown, um, when I was like, maybe eight so that they specifically, so they could be like closer to us and they could like help my parents with us. Um, we would go to their house before and after school. Um, and we spent a lot of time over there. Uh, and my grandma, she was like ew (laughs) um she was just like a really like bright person Mm -hmm. you know like she was just you walk in the room and it's just like she was so joyful like and she made it such a joyful space like that's what i remember the most about her was Mm -hmm. just this like she was just like fun and she just felt like somebody that like really fit into that grandma vibe that grandma picture yeah um very much like a uh, oh, what is the weasley's mom's name, Molly, Molly, very much a Molly Weasley, if you imagine what Molly Weasley would be like as grandparent, that was my grandma Bates, yeah, um,
0: which actually is so funny because for a long time, Molly reminded me of your mom,
1: yes, like and,
0: that similar, yeah, but yeah, yeah, go ahead,
1: and uh I feel like it was pretty soon after they had moved or maybe even before that i guess it would have been before that uh my grandma had had breast cancer i think is maybe where it started mm-hmm. um and then i'm gonna fuck it up because i was a little kid and i don't ask a lot of questions now because uh i know it still makes everybody really sad to talk about it but somewhere along the way this cancer just got really bad like it just was everywhere um and i remember being at her house a lot towards the end and uh it had like moved to her like esophagus or something and she was like throwing up like all the time um and she was like um she was like a bigger person when she was healthy and then like towards the end she had just like lost a bunch of weight and she was just like really frail but still like You could still tell she was trying to be, like, that, like, really happy person when you were around. Yeah. And um, my 10th birthday, uh, I had a birthday party and she didn't come because she was sick. And I remember being really mad at her because it was, like, my 10th birthday. That was a big deal. It meant double digits, like. um, And I remember going to their house, like, after and she had, like made my like favorite meal and she had like tried to be there to support and celebrate me even though she couldn't come to the party and if i remember right i remember not being super like nice you know like feeling really mad you were mad yeah she hadn't come to the party so it's like cool great thanks for making my dinner but like i don't i wanted you to come to the party um and then like within a couple weeks of that i think uh, she died and I remember going to her house and uh, them telling me that she died and me having very much like a, that 10 year old, that 10 year old reaction of uh, like, I need, can I go play with my friends? Like I didn't have like a, an immediate, I'm crying, I'm upset. I remember everybody else crying and being upset. My sister was like so wrecked she was like my grandma was like her best friend um and i had the reaction of like i need to get the fuck out of here you know um and so i went and like tried to play with my friends in the neighborhood but they also like knew my grandma had died and so they were like asking me about it and i just Mm. didn't want to talk about it um but then later felt really like guilty because i didn't want people to think i didn't care I just, like, didn't know how to process that. Yeah. Like, that idea that I, like, was never going to see her again. Yeah. Um, And she was so sick at the end, ew, <laughs> that, like, I didn't even, it got to a point where I, like, almost didn't even want to see her anymore, you know, because she wasn't the grandma that I, like, yeah. remembered. I, like, I can remember going and seeing her at the hospital at one point, like, right before she died. And it was, like, I literally don't even know. Who this person is like uh and then we when we went to the funeral that was like the first time that i can like really remember being at a funeral and like seeing what somebody looks like in a casket which wasn't good i remember thinking like that doesn't even look like her mm-hmm. uh and then like my mom is like a very touchy person and so my mom's, like, she walks up and she's, like, you know, holding my grandma's hand. And so then I, like, reach in there because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And that fucking, like, that freaked me out big time. I, like, did not expect her to not, f- like, feel warm. To mm-hmm. p- so then it was, like, <clears throat> I was so freaked um, at that point that I feel like I just totally, like, disassociated from where I was, like... Like, I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what this is. Um, Then I remember, like, after that, um, feeling really guilty for a while that I didn't talk at her funeral. I remember uh, my sister, bless her sweet little heart, uh, she became really obsessed with this idea that, like, to get to heaven, you have to do all of these things. But when she was, like, Reading about all these things because in her mind it's like, well, I gotta get to heaven so I can like be with, like a checklist with, to get there. With grandma yeah. again. So mm-hmm. I can see her again. But this checklist feels like impossible for anybody to check off. So like I'm never I'm never gonna be good enough to hit all of these things. What am I? And I remember that being really hard. I remember like eavesdropping on conversations that her and my dad would have about it. Yeah. Where she just was like, I don't like I'm never gonna be good enough to to do this. And uh And it just felt like, I don't know, it just kind of kickstarted this like whole thing with me where uh, I started to have a lot of like um, issues with religion in that way because I looked at my sister, even though uh, a lot of times I was mean to her and like I was that like totally bratty, annoying little sister, like... I looked at her like she was legitimately as close to perfect as you could get. Like, she was super nice, very, like, well-liked at school, had lots of friends, was super pretty, Mm -hmm. got good grades, was, like, most of the time nice to me, even though I was not nice to her. Uh, She's, like, super thoughtful, very genuine. And it was like, if she doesn't think she's good enough, what fucking chance do I have? Because I'm not, like... I'm not like I'm not nice <laughs> like that, you know. I definitely yeah. wasn't then. Um, so yeah, I think that that was like my first real. And I think that that's part of why like I got so attached to the cat, uh, Jasmine the cat, mm-hmm. um, because my parents got that cat. Um, I think like the winter after. Um, so my grandma died at the end of October, ish, maybe middle to end of October. Mm. Um, and then we got the cat like sometime in the winter, and uh, was very attached to that cat. And I don't know <laughs> if it, I don't know if it had anything to do with that or not. Um, no, I'm, I'm, sure I'm typically I'm not a cat person. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then when the cat died, <laughs> not long after that, because I don't even think we had that cat for a couple years before it got sick and died. Yeah. Then I just had it, you know, I was like, okay, fine. It's enough. <laughs> God,
0: I, I think for me, it was, um, I was seven. I think, I think it was seven. And my grandpa was in the hospital. He wasn't, wasn't doing well. And so we went to, to visit him and, um, we did that. And then we were coming back to town And my dad had, we'd passed, like, a bunch of, you know, paramedics, and uh, 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 I think there was even a fire truck out there, and we passed a wreck on the side of the road, and dad, like, slowed down pretty hard, and then I remember him, like, in a panic, like, looking to my stepmom and saying, like, I think that was mom's car. And uh, so we turned around and pulled in this drive, and sure enough, it was, it was my my grandma's car, and it had my grandma, my Aunt Kim, and my two cousins uh, in the backseat. And apparently they had gotten smoked by a drunk driver, and they had flipped over into a ditch, and the impact into the ditch um, really hurt my Aunt Kim, and she got rushed to the hospital. So we rushed right back to the hospital. So two trips, one night. And she died at the hospital um, from internal bleeding, I believe it was what it was. And so I remember that night just being very... It was like a traumatic thing because I didn't... You know, you never expect... Something like that. You're just going about your day. Even when I went to see my grandpa, it was like a normal visit, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> and then, so you go to bed. And I don't I don't remember, I don't think I was told, like, anything more that night. I think I went home and went to bed. So you're just like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And I think it was the next day that we were told she didn't make it. And mm-hmm. so I remember going to the funeral... And not quite feeling sad at first because if uh, I'm almost, I'm like 99% positive it was a closed casket because I don't have any memory of of seeing her. And if if it wasn't, it's because I didn't look because I probably wasn't that tall. Um, But I do remember right after that, not long, then my grandpa did die but that was open casket and i remember the same thing you know like feeling his hand and being like i don't like this yeah, at all what regret. the fuck is this no yeah. one no one told me this Mm-mm. and i remember riding in the back of my mom's car i don't know weeks a couple months later i mean somewhere around that time that i was uh, it was late at night i was probably coming back from a practice or something and i was laying it was her maroon Chevy Lumina. <laughs> I was laying in the back seat of uh, the car, looking up through the window, just like with my uh, my disc man uh, on playing some. Oh, I know exactly what it was. It was uh, Three Doors Down. <laughs> um, goddamn! I, I'll try to remember the song. It's one of their like acoustic like songs, and it started to make me cry because I started to think about. Where did they go, essentially? You know, Mm -hmm. because I'd gone to church and whatnot. But, like, I also... Man, I don't know. I think even from a very young age, I was like, I don't know if I buy this. Like, even when I was, quote-unquote, buying it, I don't think I fully bought it. So, there were these questions of, truly, where are these people that I loved? And then I had this thought of, like, nowhere. They're dead. And then this i like zoomed out of earth and i was just like this you know star child just floating in space and i just thought like when i die i'm dead forever and then ever yeah and then ever and i just kept doing that in my head and i'm like and then it scared the ever loving shit out of me because like the concept forever started to sink in yeah Uh, sometimes i still get myself in that loop you know, of like, I don't know, man, when I'm gone, I'm gone. I, I, what do you, I know we talk about it all the time. And I'm yeah. I'll, actually, I'll get into a couple of my favorite theories <clears throat> just for fun to lighten up the mood a little bit. But I'm curious yeah. to hear where you currently stand on what you truly, because you normally just listen to me ramble this shit. I never really get to <laughs> <Yeah>. hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I think that. I think that there's something about us that makes us us more than just our brain and our bodies and all of that. I think that there is this, this energy or soul or whatever. Um, and I think I like to I like to think uh when my body doesn't work anymore <clears throat> that I get to like up out of up out of there, you know. Um and I think it would be really cool if I got to pick where I go next. Mm. What else I decide to land on. Okay. Um, Because I think that, you know, I think babies can have, you know, certain, certain babies. I mean, Arlo was really, like, colicky. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a, a clear point where your baby starts to, like, really have an actual personality. Like, you start to kind of notice little, like things that make them laugh versus things that don't and it's not like a physical tickle it's like a thing you're doing or a, you know like mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that's like when you get to like hop on in if you're gonna be another human and have another go at that because you really liked that or yeah. if you get to go into an animal's body mm. you know like or the fuck dude even i don't know maybe even like the trees you know it's like sometimes you walk into um, a forest and it could just be that it's a nice day and you're in a good mental space or whatever. But I do think that there are these spaces you can walk into sometimes and it does just feel like this very calming Mm -hmm. thing. And I like to imagine that maybe that's a lot of just like calm, like spirits that have chosen to stay there in this way of like, why wouldn't you you know why what if i could live in a hammock for the rest of my fucking life maybe that would be lovely (laughs) you know like yeah so i don't know i like to just kind of imagine that like our energy uh or our soul or yeah our spirit or whatever um gets to leave this body and then decide where it wants to go next
0: i like that so you have some choice. Yeah. Do you, So do you think there is then a period where you're choosing, like a purgatory almost?
1: I guess. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't look at that as like a... Um, a negative. A negative. Yeah, I look at that like you're weighing your options. Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure out where you want to go because I, I imagine once you, once you make the choice, yeah. then you have to wait for that body or that vessel yeah. to die. You know, you can't okay. just like... I can't just fucking like... Opt out yeah. at this point, you know <laughs> I mean I guess I could, but I won't, but like you know
0: please <laughs> i uh I truly believe when I'm gone it is lights out shows over, drive safe I'm done, nothing black that's what I truly believe at this point i I have a whole lot of fantastical ideas of what I wish it were uh but my my logic brain just can't wrap my bring my heart to convince myself that it's actually possible but one of my favorites is the idea that this is some sort of you know advanced simulation um you know not the reality that we actually have come to like understand but it is there you know is some other creator dimension but the creator isn't like a god necessarily it's more of like a programmer okay and so this is all just ones and zeros this is all just an advanced program and like because I can't see my face I can only see it in mirrors so it's just like a first person shooter game right yeah um, <clears throat> so my uh, one of my thoughts is when we die this is the you know the avatar I chose for whatever reason who knows what I'm destined for I don't know but this is the one I chose for this game, and then when this life is over, I back out to like some sort of like main menu, and I get to choose between. Ah, let's go to this you know universe now, and I want to play as this character. Yeah, um, that would be really cool because that's like ultimate. That's ultimate choice, and it makes to me it makes sense of like that's how we design yeah. worlds. Is why wouldn't. And, and also, like, to me, the idea, if that is true, um, or plausible, I should say, I don't necessarily believe in a one god. If I were to believe in any deity or higher power or creator, whatever, one, I don't think th- uh, there's one. I think it's count it would be countless. <clears throat> and two, I don't think they would be, like, in their world, they would be just, like, people doing jobs. You know what I mean? Like, they're just all... Like, Ted the God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Ted has his own, like, world projects. And another concept I thought about, like, just the idea of, let's say we were created by a creator. And this is me just, you know, like, having fun. I'm not poking at anybody's beliefs or anything. This is just me. Just like, what if? I think if if we were created by some sort of, um, you know, force greater than we could know, and it was a you know, I'm just going to make this. I don't think they still know we exist. I think we were long forgotten as a creation before. And in an analogy I will use is, I create drawings and sketches all the time. An idea, I'll write it down on a piece of paper, and I'll, like, I'll crum- crumple it up, throw it in the trash, right? Or little art projects that Ollie's made here and there, and then we will put them in a windowsill, and then they get put in a box, and we forget about it. Like, Why would that be any different for a, a a creator of a of a larger level, why would they have? Why would they know about all their creations they've ever made? Yeah. So my thought is like, yeah, okay. If we were made by a higher power, maybe we're just sitting in the trash bin and we're just like waiting to be recycled. It feels you know like what that, I mean? Huh? Yeah. So feels like it. <clears throat> and then, uh, and sorry, another theory I, I really like is the egg theory, which is basically the universe was created for you and you are everything so like time the the existence of time is like you know think about it as like a game like you you know the the timeline of a game i can go in to any cut scene at any point in the middle of a game at any you know what i mean so like i can bounce around in time so i am me in this iteration and i'm like conscious of me but I'm interacting with you, Kate, my wife, but in another uh, touch point in this timeline, I am also actually playing you and I'm playing the person listening to this. And so so in the end, all the lifetimes that we'll ever be or were um, are the same entity and and we are just experiencing them individually and then once we get to experience all of those that is the graduation to become a god <laughs> yeah it's just cool. it, yeah it's, it's silly and it's <laughs> it's fun and but i think that's what my brain has to do to cope with the fact that i truly in my gut believe that once i hit dirt i'm there you know and that that is partially why I don't know. There's something about death to me that makes it more palatable knowing I have left some sort of mark. And it's um I'll try to back it out and say, you ever um You ever know that like people are having fun, but you're just like, I don't know, my stomach's not feeling good, so I'm gonna like go lie down in this other room. But there's still some part of you that's like I'm still happy, though, because I know everybody out there is, like, having a good time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like when I leave this world, as long as I leave... If I know that I'm going to, like, salute y'all, knowing that I've left some things behind, I think that'll make it easier to go to sleep, essentially. You know? Um I want it, like you know. I want to write the book to leave to kid to our kids. Uh, I think it'd be really fun to plan these kind of elaborate scavenger hunts that they have to like find these things over the course of their lives. You know, after I'm gone. I, I don't know. I, I I want to be fun and a little whimsical with my quote unquote legacy, the things I leave behind, because. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think death is a very interesting concept to me. Um, and I, I, you know, reading some stuff from Ram Dass about the the graceful transition of death, you know, it's like uh, lifting the veil. Um, made it a little easier to like understand that. I was actually, I was just reading, um. I think it was a time article where it was six or seven people who had cardiac arrests, uh, who had stopped completely stopped and then had come back. Uh, they had interviewed them basically like, what was your experience like? And every single one of them was like, it's pretty peaceful. If I'm being honest, like it, it, they all had like different stories about what they saw and like where they were so i think it's like i think that's your brain chemically you know symbolically tying things up or whatever <clears throat> um but the the common thread was uh it's it's a it's a peaceful thing and so they like all of them were like i'm actually not afraid of it anymore and so i'm hoping i can have a peaceful going out you know but i do think about it a lot it is um yeah you know, as i get older i'm not getting younger none of us are but you do think about you you hear about stories all the time about people our age or you know just that's it and you have to oh I guess that happened and you just put it in the back of your head and it's like that's another friend gone and you just keep going on and I can only imagine how our grandparents felt. <laughs> like like with all their friends just completely gone, you know.
1: I don't like your idea. Which one? The one where you just think that you just die and that's it.
0: I know. I don't like it either. That's why it's hard to wrap
1: How am I supposed to find you if you're just gone? <laughs> How am I supposed to cope with the idea of me dying and never seeing any of you again? I know. How could you how could you believe that?
0: I don't want to. That's
1: not enjoy. Then don't. <laughs> <laughs> then fucking don't.
0: Yeah. No, that's where I'm like again, uh, we'll just go with the If the you go
1: in the dirt and then you don't come back up and find me, I'm going to be so fucking mad at you.
0: What if we live in a Romero universe where I do come back as a zombie? And then you, you know, have to eat your wish.
1: If you come back as a zombie, <laughs> I'm going to have you fucking bite me so we can still be together. Zombie love. Are you insane? What's that show? I, no, there's a
0: Netflix zombie love. Whatever. Uh, Yeah. What else could with that?
1: I don't like that. I'm sorry. I don't like it.
0: Sorry. I did. A, I wrote a couple other things down, actually.
1: Um, We're at, I mean,
0: that's fine. We can keep going. Well, I'll just trim off some okay. other stuff, or if we have any extra, actually, I'll just we can make a bonus. Okay. For the Patreon, but um, I really like the uh, the Harry Potter reference of like you know, um, greeting death as an old friend. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like death is actually giving life i don't know i thought that was pretty cool
1: i don't like any of it (laughs) unless it means that you and i still get to hang out okay i don't like that yeah
0: i will say um the other day i was thinking about gibson again and we were listening to the counting crows (laughs) yeah remember that yes that wrecked me
1: yeah How could you think that he died and he's just in the dirt and you're never going to get to see your fucking dog again? That's sad.
0: It is sad, but
1: that's... No. Instead, he's just floating around waiting for your ass to pick something new so y'all can Mm -hmm. hang out again, okay? He's
0: floating around. He's sitting on a futon sleeping somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not in the dirt. Yeah. How could you?
0: Yeah. No, I I put on um, Counting Crows, Recovering Satellites, like the whole album. And I just went through it start to finish... And it it hit me so fucking hard because that was the album that I was listening to like when I had gotten Gibby. And yeah. it was this like I hadn't really listened to that album uh probably since much. Mm-hmm. And it just like oh just flooded me back of just like Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I yeah. looked over at you at one point and I was like, Okay, we're today's the day. We're doing <laughs> that. Sure thing. Yeah poor little thing
0: well, you got anything else you want to say on death or oh depression my God, dude
1: please <laughs> my eyes are gonna be so swollen from crying
0: yeah i think it's important to talk about it
1: though i need a cold pack asap okay
0: okay well we got some upstairs let's <sighs> go get you one
1: so swollen Okay. Well, yeah. Is that it? We done? Yeah. Let's that's just it. wrap
0: this one up. Okay.
1: kind of clunky, but oh, that's oh okay. my god. Yeah. Well, listen. Okay. <laughs> my god.
0: That's okay. <clears throat> we're tired. We're honestly. It's we're tired. Been, it's I'm been sad. A week. Yeah. Shit. We almost decided to record <clears throat> tomorrow because I was sitting on the couch. I had to get Simon to sleep, and I was literally just like, yeah, I was. I, w- I was almost there. Oh, and they were like, We gotta go record tonight because I don't want to do it tomorrow.
1: I was so irritated. I was like, hey. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick and you need to not fall asleep because it is 7:57. Oh my god, I was so annoyed. Come I on. am that
0: guy though. It's like, you fall asleep?
1: Yeah, it's like 8:30. Like, no. what are you what doing? What are you talking about?
0: No. Gosh. I am totally awake.
1: So annoying. <laughs> um okay, yeah. So if you have not joined the Facebook group, highly recommend it. Everybody's so sweet in there. It's just um on Facebook, um and it's the Broken Youth Club. Right? Bro- broken youth club Bro- yeah broken youth club fuck um if you would like to send in a story you can send that to my life at broken youth um before we recorded this i think there were like six or seven of them in there i'll get to it mm-hmm. all right but like i said earlier i'm uh, i'm in my disappointing era okay <laughs> i'm gonna get to it i promise but like fuck um yeah, and then I think the only other like thing we really really wanted to start kind of mentioning at the end of every podcast uh because we have to play the algorithm game. It's so annoying, it's so frustrating. But um reviews really help um all the time. So if you <laughs> like the show, um before you close out your podcast app today, if you would just go leave a five-star review, that would be so great. You don't have to write anything, just click that fifth star. If you don't like it and you don't want to give five stars, just ignore this part of the show and don't go over there okay because right now we're holding strong we got good reviews and uh we just want to be able to get in more years you know what i mean
0: and if you want any bonus content uh you can head over to patreon.com
1: yes slash
0: broken youth club podcast
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and we have four different levels you can look at and uh We'll have a, a live thing we're going to do coming up here.
1: Yeah, in the next week or two. We got to mm-hmm. figure out the best time for everybody that's in there. Yeah. So we'll be sending those messages out. Um, but yeah. yeah, we're so happy you're here. We're so thankful.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to this one. I know it's a li- this one was a little clunkier, it's, but that's okay. It's
1: a little clunky, a little heavy, but <laughs> damn. Hopefully this extra... Welly pill will start kicking in and yeah. I'm gonna be back to fun times. Okay? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Cool. Okay, love you bye. <laughs> bye.